Hello, everyone. You're listening to the DSG Connect podcast. As one of the world's leading dental laboratory networks, we value connection. And in alignment with that value, the DSG Connect podcast is here to serve you. Our goal is to elevate voices in dentistry. You know the ones, world changers, innovators, disruptors, true leaders, the people making a difference and bringing world-class solutions to our industry and communities. Our guests will educate, inspire, and share what is working, how to pivot when things go sideways, and everything in between. Wherever you find yourself listening, thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to DSG Connect. Today, we're sitting down with Dr. John Heimke, the owner of Facial Aesthetic Designers. He's been a prominent and well-respected general dentist in Northeast Ohio for over 30 years and nationally providing high-end cosmetic and implant dentistry to many. After many years of studying with the world-renowned master ceramist, Mr. Willie Geller, at his oral design studio in Zurich, Switzerland, in 2019, Dr. Heimke had the great honor to be inducted into oral design. Oral Design International Foundation is composed of 130 master dental technicians and dentists globally. Dr. Heimke is known for his exceptional talents and unique skill set in creating amazing natural smiles. He focuses on fad, facial aesthetic designing, oral design, and DSD, digital smile design, digital dentistry. He's an expert in emotional dentistry, the aging smile, smile makeovers, full mouth reconstruction, and treating occlusal disease using many of today's restorative solutions. We're starting today's interview with our very own CEO of Dental Services Group, Lou Azara, sharing when he first met Dr. Heimke. Let's listen in. Heidi, thank you so much. And Dr. Heimke, what an honor and, and really a, a privilege to have you with us today and be able to share with you to our network and our partners across the country and uh, Canada. I, I have to share my, Heidi, my personal experience. Didn't meet him uh, initially. I, I was inspired to introduce myself to him. I was in the audience at Dental XP in New York, that wonderful program and, and really, you know, world-class speakers, great education. And here's Dr. Heimke comes to the stage and, you know, I didn't know at the time that he had been trained with Willie Geller. I, I knew he had work with some of the best technical minds in our industry that privileged to know as well. Uh, but there was this natural uh, passion of aesthetics and the drive of patient care that really in my chair, I felt so much adrenaline from, uh, you know, the, the level and very inspired by the direction he was going. And I thought, uh, boy, this is a message or, or practices across the country would love to hear how Dr. Heimke built his practice, not just the exceptional work, but also the methodology, the thinking, the mindset, the deep thought, and the rigorous training that he went through both on the clinical and technical side to get there. Uh, I uh, immediately ran down to introduce myself after the program, only to find out that we had some mutual friends and Pincus and Peter and some of the you know others that have inspired me as well and, and really feel privileged to be able to share with our audience. Thank you, doctor, for being with us. Oh, well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Lou. Um, it's always great to share um, these experiences and um, also to, you know, 
kind of show people that I, as I always say in my lectures, it's, I think we have the best end product in all of healthcare. And unfortunately, I don't know if, if, you know, we dentists as a whole feel that way or know that, but uh, I, I'm very passionate about that. We, we really do in dentistry have the best end product in all of healthcare. And I, I'm sure we'll talk about that more. We absolutely do. And I know that you've established so many great workflows within your practice. Can you share some of those that may have helped you and and become more efficient in a post-COVID-19 world that we're living in? Sure. Um, You know, and our primary aspect of our practice is that it's, um, it's a restorative practice, a comprehensive restorative practice. So even though it's cosmetic and implant based, I'm looking at every patient comprehensively. I'm a general dentist, but again, as a general dentist, uh, my, my feeling is to look at every case comprehensively. And then uh, what we basically do in our workflows is we start with the face. We look at the face, we interview the patient. And when I'm doing that, I'm creating a mental picture and how I'm going to uh, enhance that smile ultimately for the patient. And then uh, we, we delve into what they're looking for to achieve. And then we develop a, a, a design. And from the design, then we go into the treatment plan and we, it's a calibrated design using digital smile design uh, as developed by Dr. Christian Coachman. He basically took analog uh, smile design techniques that uh, Willie Geller put together and many others from years ago and, and put them into a digital format. But the whole concept is basically start with the face, design the smile, then treatment plan it, execute it, and then complete it. And then at the end, you want to see that you're carrying that the whole design phase into the prototypes of the temporaries, and then going into the final restorations. And when you do that, you begin to have a very predictable outcome scenario for the most part. And you're able to then do things very efficiently, um, and you're able to accomplish a lot of work on fewer patients. So the goal is uh, you don't have to see 50 patients a day. Maybe you're only going to see two to five patients a day, but you're going to accomplish their their needs and goals, uh, and you're going to do it in a very predictable fashion. Sounds like a really comprehensive way to do it and to create an overall look and feel for the patient's overall health. Oh, yes. And, and especially in these times, as we were alluding to, you know, my practice is only 900 square feet in Cleveland. So we have three treatment rooms, not to say that, you know, you have to have that small of a space, but, you know, think of where we're at. We're in the Midwest. uh, We're in Cleveland, Ohio, which is a fantastic city, but it's still Cleveland. And we have just average people that are getting their mouths restored comprehensively. And they're doing it on a regular basis with us. And so the goal is, you know, high value for what they're, obviously they have to expend uh, disposable dollars for that, but then they're going to get a tremendous amount of value and they're going to be restored comprehensively, aesthetically and functionally um, in their mouth. It's really great. So now that you're, you're seeing less patients in these times here with doctors, how to be more productive and get case acceptance with limited yeah, time? That's a, very, that's a very good question. And, and you know, like I said, in, in our practice, we've been doing that for 20 years. So it's not super high volume of bodies coming through because, you know, you can only see so many people to do this comprehensive work. But the goal is, uh, is to do, you know, when you're doing comprehensive work, that's doing an, usually an arch or two arches at a time. And by doing that, your overhead if you think about it business-wise, really drops tremendously because let's say you have X, you have three hygienists and you have six treatment rooms and you have to go from room to room. It really becomes an inefficient way to try to do comprehensive work, uh, be it cosmetics, be it 
you know, complex restorative or implants or whatever. But if you can, if you can compress that, okay, to a smaller number of patients, you'll be able to devote more time to that patient, give them a very high value. Your level of work is going to go higher. Your staff is going to be less stressed. You're going to be less stressed and you're still going to do as much uh, or even more maybe in um, productivity. Uh, also, the, again, the overhead goes down tremendously. And like I said, in our concept, when COVID came, we always were seeing basically one patient at a time. So we didn't have to have waiting rooms that were, were full uh, because per person came in, they went and got their work done, and then they were done, and then another one came in. So we didn't have to have a whole clinic filled with 20, 20 people or 15 people, but you can scale that. It depends. It's everybody's practice is individual and you can figure out ways by maybe having days of doing comprehensive and days of doing the quote unquote normal dentistry, so to speak. I think that there's going to be this shift that happens from quote unquote, like you're saying, normal dentistry to this more comprehensive treatment planning. I'm wondering how you, your patients have been impacted by this approach that you've been doing for so many years and how's your practice been impacted? You kind of touched on a couple of things. Your staff is less stressed. I bet you, you know, your patients feel more engaged and, and better cared for and really have that attention on them. But what other things have stood out to you? Well, yeah, it's, you know, what happens is, is that uh, you're able to really dive into what the patient experience is, but also to what their needs are. Uh, when you start asking patients questions and saying, you know, why are you here today? Why do you, why are you seeking out our practice to do your treatment? What is your ultimate goal? And think of it uh, like you're peeling an onion uh, and you're get you're, you're going one layer to the next and you're getting deeper and deeper into the onion. As you as you peel back the layers in questioning the patient, you're really going to find out what is their motivation. Are they losing teeth and they're frustrated that they've done work and spent money and things don't seem to be working? Uh, are they seeking more of an aesthetic result? Do they want whiter teeth? Do they feel unhappy in taking photographs or being with others? Uh, have they transitioned in a relationship? Are they looking for just function? Are they looking for a combination of all of the above? These are questions that as uh, practitioners, we need to get that information first from the patient. Then what we do is we take a series of straightforward photographs to get some records. And then we uh, use the digital smile design uh, software to create a calibrated smile design. A calibrated smile design is this, and I won't belabor it, but basically we have known distances, say for example, the distal of eight to the distal of nine, and that's a certain distance. And we take the length of eight and nine, and then I'm able to make a very accurate calibrated blueprint of the um, smile that I want to have. So it literally what I give to my laboratory and or my specialist when we're doing a case is I have a, a blueprint that I can carry all the way through treatment. And by doing that, the laboratory is going to have a lot more information, probably 90% more information when they have the photographs, the videos and all that, and put that all together. And that's just a brief synopsis because I can speak for a whole day on this if we want. We're just kind of giving a little uh, little bit of a sampling today. Sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be happy to have you back and discuss more and even dive deeper into things. You know, I know you do a lot of implant cases. When you're looking at patients and streamlining your approaches, what has surprised you? Yeah, by doing this and by actually forming a team, that's what we I started out with doing was I didn't see a real team aspect going. A lot of times the specialists and they would talk to me and say, you know, why are the restorative dentists putting the burden on me for the restorative aspect? Uh, I love doing the surgery, but I don't really as much 
like doing all the other stuff. And, you know, in, when I was in the military, you know, the military has leaders and then they have the troops that do all the, the work. And uh, so you have to have a, a leader of the group. And so basically the restorative dentist really is that leader because what's happening is you have to produce that end result, which is the smile. What the specialists do is they helping you get to that point. So as a leader, you have to you have to learn how to guide the team, get the data, develop a treatment plan, and then you want to share that in a real time fashion, not only with the specialists but with your laboratories from the beginning. From the beginning, you want to do that, and uh, that's something that a lot of times dentists tend to isolate themselves a bit in their own little cocoon of their practice. But when you reach out, and with all the technology that we have today, we can remotely interact with each other in a matter of seconds to minutes. Um, and that's a fantastic thing. I can get on the uh, phone and I can text or video message my specialist or my laboratory. We can even do consults right in my, my office by video um, with the phone. And really that's what makes you a cosmetic or a digital dentist right off the bat is the smartphone. The smartphone is helping us do that. So that's really the, the thing that's been a, a godsend. The other thing is, is that by doing this, I'm helping the surgeon put the implants exactly where I need them to be for my prosthesis, not the other way around. And by doing that again, we're, we're going to have much more predictable results. It sure would seem with this approach that you have um, working with your teams, if I was your patient, I would feel way more relaxed. You know, you're investing all this time and money and effort and your smile is the first thing that people really see in the world. And so I, I would just think that everyone would be really more relaxed in taking this approach to things. Also, just setting the stage with the other doctors that you partner with to create this and, and with the team. What are some of the things that you use in the beginning of your consultations to kind of help that with the patients and building that foundation? Exactly. Well, obviously it's the initial phone call or the website, I guess is the most, sure. you know, that's usually what, how most people come to the practice as a website. If uh, you visit my website, everyone loves my smile.com. Um, and there's a reason it doesn't have my name on it. It's because it's creating a, a sense or a mood. Everyone loves my smile.com. They're coming in through that. Then they're going to contact the office and you have to train the office team to be able to answer the phone in a specific manner of, you know, uh, greet the patient with the with the name of the person answering the phone. Get the patient or client's name and phone number as quickly as you can so you can develop a rapport. Then when they come into the office, um, the team will greet the patient in a lively way. Uh, then the, it's up to the dentist. You know, you have about 30 to seconds to a minute for that patient to make an initial assessment of you. And if, if they don't have a, a a very good assessment of you, chances are that consult would be lost, even no matter if you spend an hour or two with them. So the goal is you have to know how to tell stories, know how to ask questions. And then you want to start to bring in things of gathering data. You want to get some initial photographs, uh, maybe five or six specific photographs. I use the DSD protocol. It's very similar to the AACD one. And the other key thing is we use video now. Video, again, a little 30-second video of just asking the patient and letting them tell you really what they want is very, very informative. Plus, I use it as a treatment planning tool because I put the photos and the video on a flat screen TV greater than 50 inches. That way, I can become a better treatment planner because I'm seeing the face and I'm seeing the teeth and the mouth in, you know, a foot across versus, you know, an inch or two across by looking at x-rays or trying to remember, you know, the consultation. So that's a key factor. Big flat screen TV. By doing that too, when you do the case presentation to the patient, you can show them what, you know, what things look like, like before in the provisional phase and then in the final phase. So it's a great way to go. 
it is a great way to go. It's a really way to make the patient the star of your practice too, putting them up there and having everybody take a look at them and really evaluating their smile and giving them a lot of attention. Is there anything else that you'd love to share today with us? Yeah. Um, you know, going back, there's, there's a business philosophy that I implemented a number of years ago. It's called the Blue Ocean Business Strategy. And I would highly recommend, um, there, the book is basically called that, the Blue Ocean Business Strategy. And it's, uh, you can find it on, on, uh, any, on Amazon, any of those type of sites. And it's a great read. And it really shows you what the whole business environment is these days. And it, what it does in Blue Ocean is, is that it segregates out the business into a red ocean environment, which is very competitive, very cutthroat, and business businesses come and go because they're all competing for the same markets. An example would be, say, the, the big box stores at malls and how they're kind of just falling by the wayside and, and internet companies and, and other types of innovative companies are, are staying around. Then the blue ocean is merely you're creating totally new markets. It's kind of like disruptive, but it's uh, it can be disruptive and non-disruptive innovation. Um, and that may be what dental implants are. That may be what my style of practice is, where we're doing more comprehensive, taking care of all the patient's issues or as much of them as we can. And then basically they're into a recall cycle instead of harvesting work at each recall where patient comes in, hygienist says number five, patient looks at you like, oh my God, another crown this year, another filling this year versus uh, just coming in and getting a cleaning and go, hey, you know, we did everything a few years ago. All those 20 teeth are done. You're in great shape. We put all those implants in and the full arch hybrid, you're done. They love you then because they're saying, oh, I'm just coming in for my cleaning. This is a great job. He's not looking for something to be done. Yes, there might be maintenance. Some things may, um, you know, deteriorate and have to be fixed again, but it's not something that every time they come in, they're going to get hammered with work. Okay. Sure. And so by doing a comprehensive plan and hopefully they move forward with it, once they see that, and then they start Start coming in for their recalls and then you're like, hey, things are looking great. It's good you did this before. Just keep up the good work. What happens is the patient's like, I like coming here. This is a good thing. You know, how am I doing, yeah. Doc? How am I doing? And again, that is that is what I'm trying to espouse. The mouth is a machine. And just like if you if you built a car over five years at, a, at an assembly line, you'd have a hodgepodge car. But if you build it all at once over a, over a planned treatment sequence, whatever that is, you're going to have a much more you're going to have a, a much more predictable result. And that's what I'd like to advocate is, you know, study the face, develop the plan, present it to the patient, do it in a way that they will accept it at a high level. In other words, you know, if you present 10 treatment plans, hopefully you can have over 50% of the patients saying yes, which means that as a dentist and your team, you have to learn how to be able to explain things to patients because you have all these great skills, but if you can't, have the patient want to do it. In other words, you're not coercing them, but you're, you're, you're showing them what kind of value you can give them. If the value outstrips the cost and they see that, most likely they'll do it. And then you can get them, you can use your great talent to give them that, that beautiful smile and that functionality. And then you'll have, a, you'll have a successful result. So that's the ultimate goal. Absolutely. Sounds amazing. Where can Dennis connect with you and find out more about everything that you're doing and, you know, if they want to take their practice to the next level? Great. Well, you can visit, you, they can either come through the website, everyoneloveswysmile.com or okay. uh, my email, jheimke, H-E-I-M-K-E, D-M-D at Gmail. So jheimke, D-M-D at Gmail or my cell phone, 
216-496-8132. And I do answer all my messages. It's not a problem to call me on my cell or text me. Um, I, what I try to do is, my rule is, I'll try to get back to you within, within 24 to 48 hours. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time today. You're more than welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for listening. We invite you to subscribe to DSG Connect on iTunes or Spotify. Take a minute to refer a friend or colleague and help us spotlight this podcast by leaving us a review. In between episodes, stay connected with us. Have a topic in mind? Send your suggestions to podcast at dentalservices.net. Also, did you know we have webinars? Check them out at dentalservices.net slash edu. We believe we're stronger together. Until next time, enjoy your day.